Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right. You hear that music? And that means it's time for Tech Talk here on 830WCCO. Good morning. Denny Long here. I mean, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us, first of all. But uh, let me introduce you a pal of mine I haven't had the pleasure to talk with or work with in quite a few years, and that is Doug Swinhart. Morning, Doug. Well, hi, Danny. Isn't it nice to get together again? Been- well, at last. I, I was trying to think, and I can't remember how many years ago we did uh, we did various shows at various times. I think even at one time at 7 in the morning. Uh, but you know, I guess it didn't matter because, like, here we are in the 11 o'clock hour, I know when you're working with Steve uh, all these years that um, you guys get flooded with phone calls and text messages, and I know today is, is not going to be any different. So if, you, uh, if you're if you aware of the show, call in, text in, same number applies, 651-989-9226. Well, tell me how you've been, Doug. I, I, I suppose busy is, is, is at least busy. You're probably, you're not retired. Well, actually, I was, uh, I, I, I'm kind of semi-retired, okay. but uh, the slowdown, once C-19 hit, it's just been massive. Um, so many people thought they were ready to work from home, and many were, and a lot of the issues were more about um, making certain that the resources for the internet within the house was actually allocated properly, or maybe some cleanup on some PCs or, and whatnot. But there was a lot of pressure on the Internet during that time. Most of the phone companies and Internet providers were continuing during the daytime to send a signal to the offices because they don't know who's home and who's not. But generally, <laughs> they will shift those resources day and night between home and office. And nobody ever goes without Internet. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's less costly for a business to have a a metered line, so to speak. And it took them a while to get that balance. I'd say probably six, seven days, but they did a tremendous job keeping the internet running. Uh, Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely buried. Just buried. All right. Uh, We're already starting to get, no surprise, some some text questions, and I know the phone lines will be lit in a moment, uh, maybe so right now. But, boy, since you and I talked, I mean, I've, I've gone from, I still have a PC, but mm-hmm. I, I think ninety-five percent of the time I uh, I'm using a Mac now, which is different. But I oh, enjoy. I like it. Macs. I, I work on a lot of Macs. Um, Mac is a, I, and Steve and I have had this conversation many times. When, when I take a look at a 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, and 12 MacBook Pro, this isn't just nice equipment, Danny. This is absolutely elegant. 
And what makes it how, so good? This is Jobs went to Japan and spent an enormous amount of time with designers. They're gorgeous machines. They're a little bit more costly than a PC. Personally, I think they're worth the money. It's great, great equipment. Yeah, your your Mac is in good shape. Which, by the way, the Mac OS 10 operating system uh, was uh, it still is written by Mr. Wozniak, and that started mm. out as free BSD. So he's uh, at heart, I think he's an open source kind of kind of man. But you can't call it open source anymore. He's turned it into a professional, polished operating system, uh, second to none, I would say. Tremendous, yeah. tremendous equipment and software. And I think, uh, um, given uh, folks in the creative industry, uh, it seems to me they use uh, Macs like almost exclusively. Uh, not so much anymore, but that used to be the case. And really? I think that that's carried over to a point. But Mac really focuses on upper echelon equipment and yeah. some of the new Macs that are coming out. Like I say, they might be costly, but the desktops, oh, unbelievable equipment. <laughs> and it, they've always kind of pushed the envelope. And even now, some of our wireless networking that is taking place at PCs, Macs were using 10 years ago. Wow. So they've driven the industry. They truly have. I guess. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's not keep the listeners uh, waiting any longer. Let's go to our first call. I think Lawrence is on the on the road. Lawrence, uh, what, what is your question? Please. Well, Doug, thank you. As always, my iMac that you recommended continues to work flawlessly. And <laughs> oh, my awesome. question Say that again? Oh, that's awesome. Go ahead. Uh, girlfriend question. She's got a Mac Mini. It's not accepting the latest OS upgrade. Does she have to get new equipment? Or is there something she can do either with more memory? or a larger hard drive, even though she doesn't have a lot on it? Well, interestingly, with the Apple contract, this is kind of that they, if you're going to use OS 10, they will have a cutoff, and you must be able to get specific files from that server. Uh, so as far as upgrading, not going to happen. However, if I take that Mac and I install Linux, it runs like the wind, and I can make it almost look like a Mac. Drawback is if there's specific Apple software that needs to be run, that could get to be an issue depending upon how much RAM she's got. But that equipment, don't if you're going to throw it away, throw it away my way. Uh, it's great <laughs> equipment. You just need to rearrange your thinking a little bit and elevate to a, a different operating system. And Linux today is so intuitive and user-friendly. Nobody should be afraid of it. That would be my advice. All right. Thanks, Lawrence. Uh, let's see who's next, uh, and then we'll grab some text messages. Tracy is calling from Minneapolis. Tracy, you're on with Doug. Hi, how are you? Fine, Good. thank you. So do you remember back in the day when we would take a roll of film to the Walgreens and have it developed... And then we could go and pick out our pictures that we liked and frame them. So my question is, is there a way and is there a way to do the same sort of thing with Google Photos where you can just instead of going through to pick them individually, you just somehow they all just go and then you can come you then you can go and, and print them 
and decide which ones you like instead of having to go through individually through a thousand or whatever, however many photos. Do you know of such a thing? Uh, well, part of this issue that you're speaking about has to do with uh, digital photography. Today, we're not buying any film. So we have a tendency to just click, 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 click. And instead of taking 10 pictures, we'll take 100 to 200. What I normally recommend people do to make the sorting and organization better in Google Photos is to set up albums and name them according to the date and take advantage as well of some of the features that Google Photo now offers. Uh, if you've got specific people, for example, you can actually take and do a rectangle draw around that face and name it. And that way, when you're doing a search for that individual person, Google will go not only within your pictures, but if you allow it, it'll go on the Internet and find pictures of that person. They That's have amazing. light years ahead. But as far as what you're talking about, that really is an individual picture type thing, no matter what we're using today. And just kind of keep your pictures possibly to a minimum. Watch your naming conventions. But organization is crucial. I, I love Google Photos. Um, might be one of the best things that ever happened to, to users on the Internet who are into photography. It's a great, great thing. But it's going to take some work on your part. I wish there was a fast, easy, clean method to have that done for you, but there just, just doesn't exist. And thank you for the call. Yeah, you're right. I know we have to take a break, but you, Doug, you're certainly right. Being an old film photographer, and compared to my uh, young son, who's only new digital, uh, he'll take 300 pictures, and I'm still stingy. I might take 10, just because I still have that mindset that uh, film was expensive to get processed. But yeah, things have changed. Tell you what, well, let's, you know, uh, take, the thing is, yeah. I think people just need to reach that happy medium. Yeah, the more yeah. pictures you take. That the more organization it's going to require. And I always encourage people to do it right away. Do it within a day or so. If you wait that's a week true. or two, that's uh, not going to be fresh in your mind, which was the next picture. In addition to that, these cameras today are so high resolution. They're taking enormous amount of disk space. Tune that yep. down. Now, Google will adjust that automatic. You won't lose any quality, at least what you can see with the human eye. And they still look great, but take much, much less disk space. It's important that people learn all these things if they're going to be using massive pictures and working with, with huge amounts of data. Yeah, don't, don't wait to organize. Do it, do it right away. I'll tell you what, Doug, let's take, a, take this break. We, uh, we'll have more. In fact, folks on the line, stay there. Uh, this is Tech Talk, 651-989-9226. You can ask Doug Swinhart your uh, tech question when we come back here on News Talk 830-WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to Tech Talk. Denny Long here with Doug Swinhart answering your questions, your computer-related questions, uh, at 651-989-9226. Same number replies if you want to call in your question to Doug or if you want to send uh, Doug your text. Uh, that's uh, either one, 651 989 9226. In a moment, Doug, I want to find out if I made it, how to get in touch with, with you uh, after we hear from Jane. I think Jane has been waiting, calling from uh, Minneapolis. Thank you, Jane. What is your question? Yes, I have a question um, about keeping your computer uh, secure when you're using Zoom or um, streaming other kinds of media. What can you do? I have a Mac. 
Oh, I don't think you need to do much of anything with a Mac. Uh, and Zoom is really set up to make sure that it is secure. And we're seeing all kinds of, um, of activity in that area uh, due to the social distancing. Uh, Zoom took off like a rocket. And when they got to the point where they needed to add resources, they reached out and the community did help them. And Google is coming out with a new section as well, which is supposed to be the latest and the greatest. I'm w looking forward to that. And, of course, Microsoft has come out with Teams. So you do have some alternatives here. I personally would like to see a melding of different platforms so they would work together and still stay secure. But as far as your concerns with your Mac, I think that you don't have one thing to worry about. If you're up to date on your operating system, that your Mac is going to do just fine. And it's not like you're opening up your hard drive to the world. You're just opening up that video channel and sharing information over the Internet online. So, yeah, you are. Uh, you have nothing to worry about whatsoever, and I hope that helps. And thank you for the call. Yeah, that's that's good news for sure. How do we get in touch with you, Doug? Uh, same same information, uh, but for the folks who are new to the show, how can we get in touch with you? Oh, sure. Thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOtech.com is my website, WCCOtech.com, and it's old and dilapidated, but you'll at least be able to get contact information. Thank you, Denny. <laughs> WCCOtech.com. It's all one word. WCCOtech. Yep, W-C-C-O-T-E-C-H. Eight characters, no spaces. All right, good deal. Or 651-552-9543. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, mention those certainly before oh, uh, Doug leaves us today. Sure. Uh, texter wants to know, uh, it's kind of related, analogous, I should say, to uh, to a maintenance on a car. Uh, here's what it reads. My four-year-old uh, MS Surface works well, daily virus protection updates, etc. But is there some, quote, routine maintenance steps I should take, like an oil change tire rotation? You know what this texture is talking about? I do. Um, as PCs have developed, I think that maintenance, and keeping things running up to up to par has really been not addressed nearly as much as it should. Now, the newer equipment requires less. Nonetheless, on a surface, the biggest thing that you can do, in my opinion, is to keep that operating system up to date. And in addition, your files organized. And most Surface books, the Surface Pro and whatnot, they might not have a lot of storage on the drive itself internally. So you're going to want to be set up with some type of online storage. Google Drive, uh, Microsoft has got a, a full um, a OneDrive system, and iCloud on the Mac. There's plenty of cloud storage up there. I would say as long as you're keeping those things in order, you're going to be just fine. Not much to do maintenance-wise on a, on a Surface, but great text anyway, and thank you so much. 651-989-9226. If you have a computer-related question for Doug Swinhart, call it in or text it in, which, which is ever one you prefer. Same number, 651-989-9226. Here's another text, Doug. It says, uh, what is the difference between an extender and a repeater? Uh, that's actually a pretty fine line. Normally, when we talk about repeaters, I think of them as being hardwired. Uh, extenders, I think of as being Wi-Fi. 
Not everybody has that conception, but that's actually the way I would think of it. And of course, if you're talking about wireless, now today there's the, the mesh system. And I, I like it. It seems a little bit more directed. And sometimes I think some of these new terms that come out are more about marketing. But the mesh system does make a difference because you can actually do what's called beam forming. And that's directing that Wi-Fi in a closer to a singular direction. And they really, really are nice. And everybody's offering them today. Comcast, Xfinity, uh, if you're having trouble with your internet because of the size of your house, I'm thinking somewhere in the neighborhood of $100 for equipment, plug it in, and it just automatically works. Repeaters, this is a whole different area and a little bit old school, I would say. We don't hear too much of them anymore, but it's very much similar. But I always thought of a repeater as hardwired, and not everybody does. So it's not so clear cut. This business has grown and evolved so fast. I think one of the major difficulties for everybody, and end users especially, is communication. And the terminology that each particular individual company might decide to use. It takes a while for that to kind of come together and become a standard. But we're getting much, much better. 20 years ago, it was much more difficult. But that was a great question. Good question. Thank you so much. Tell you what, let's do, Doug. Let's take our usual bottom of the hour uh, break here. We have another half hour of the show to go. If you have any kind of a tech-type question for Doug Swinhart, uh, don't wait because we always get a little backed up when uh, Doug is on the show. So call in your question or text it in if that is easier. That number, 651-989-9226. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to Tech Talk here on WCCO. Denny Long here with our friend Doug Swinhart answering your questions, your computer-related questions, uh, for about another 25 minutes or so. So don't wait. If you do have one, talk to the expert here in the form of Doug. Uh, call in or text in. As I said, it's the same number, 651-989-9226. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's see, Gideon Maple Grove, I think, has been waiting. Good morning. What is your question for Doug? Uh, hi, guys. I'm just kind of wondering... What happens when you send something to the cloud? Uh, I don't understand that. Yeah, what does that mean, sending it to the cloud? What exactly happens there, Doug? Well, cloud storage, like Google Drive or Microsoft um, uh, OneDrive, um, iCloud, just think of this as a hard drive up in the sky. And people say, well, I don't know if I trust my data out there on the Internet. It's not out there on the Internet. This is probably the safest place that you can save data, provided you're using and saving your your data under someone that you trust and know and has a tremendous reputation. I don't know of anyone that's ever heard of Google being hacked. I don't know of anyone that has ever heard of Apple being hacked. Those are tremendously safe. Um, But in the cloud, it's just referencing um, a machine, a computer that saves your data. And it's extremely personal and very, very secure. Big thing with that is don't forget your password. And especially with Google, they're all about security. So it really is up to you to maintain that password. But other than that, I think cloud storage today is much, much less money than actually going out and buying hardware. And Hmm. it's more dependable. It really is the way to go. I talked oh, about um, 
the cloud and internet and one day having computers that don't even have hard drives. And back in the mid eighties, people laughed, but it's, it really is. It's happening more and more every day. Don't be afraid of it. Learn about it, play with it. You'll enjoy it. And thank you so much. Oh, that's interesting. I feel better already. I always hesitated about that for the same reason, but uh, you, you, uh, you cleared that up for sure. Oh, uh, six, yeah. Uh, let's see. I, we were talking about uh, digital photos earlier in the show. And here's a text that came in a bit ago. It says, hi, guys. How do I stop Google from messing around with the photos I take with my smartphone? I shoot pics the way I want them and only want to crop them. I don't want 39 versions of altered colors nor comparisons to similar subjects. How can you help this texter, Doug? I believe that there is a setting in photos, in, uh, in Google Photos, that sets this thing up for an editing mode. Um, and I can't recall off the top of my head, I apologize. And that also could be set up and configured on the smartphone as well. Uh, sometimes the automated features can get ahead of us, and we're not sure exactly where it's happening. And this is kind of the drawback with cloud computing. It, is it up on the server? Is it on my device? Is it within the application on my device? It, once you get that narrowed down, I can almost guarantee that there is some setting that you could tone that down. That's bizarre. And if you have trouble with that, uh, give me a call next week or send me an email, and I'll do some research and see if I can help you with that. I can't need more information to be really specific, but thank you so much for the text. You know who really knows his stuff around the iPhone photos is our pal and colleague Dave Lee. Uh, he has done that a lot, and he's. Uh, I should ask him about that because he would know for sure. He uh, really delves into that pretty deeply, Dave Lee. Oh, does. yeah. You know, Apple really took the lead on this as well. Uh, once uh, Google started to supply Google Drive, Apple was just that we got to do that. But like in normal Apple mode, they really did it well. Uh, I think the biggest trouble that people have with, with the Apple storage is just having a complete understanding of how their security is set up and how to configure multiple device syncing. And that's, uh, that's probably a little bit more complex, and that's, that's what I see people having some difficulty with. But once that gets straightened out, it's a tremendous service. If you're just joining us, Doug Swinhart is answering your tech questions, your computer-related questions here on CCO, 11 o'clock hour. So uh, join us from time to time if you if you can. And call us or text us, 651-989-9226. You know, Doug, I was thinking uh, years ago when we worked together, uh, you, you always had, again, great information as you do today. Uh, and when I was working with a PC, not a Mac, uh, I... Uh, and I can't even remember what you suggested. It was it was a, a a free service, and then eventually I ended up paying for it. For you know, it would it would scan your computer for malware and things like that. I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, we've uh, gone through the we've really what, gone through the uh, through the mill on this one as well. Uh, back then, I would probably guess it might have been um, a CCleaner, and then of course Advanced System Care. Uh, we that I was it for a good number of years and until they got yep. sold out a number of times and each time they get sold and it's kind of a pattern that the people buying it well they need to generate more funds and more advertising and if it gets to the point where it's just annoying which i think advanced system care reached that level several years ago 
uh, then I can't recommend it anymore. It yeah, has I don't to blame be clean, you. It has to be well documented and, and stay stable. Now, that said, if you're relying on free software, at some point, we got to be realistic and say, you know, if I like this and I'm using it every day, maybe I should buy it. Yeah, let's not be taking advantage of this good service. Or one day, I foresee that that, that free trial, and some of these free trials are forever, they may just end up going by the wayside. And I'd hate to see that happen. I like that kind of thing. I like the attitude that most developers have. Our product is so good, we think you're going to buy it and help to support us anyway. And it's been true so far. But I think some some of us have a tendency of, uh, of just intentionally being frugal and or possibly just forgetting about it. And these people need to make a living. So keep that in mind when you're playing with this stuff. And you, I remember that. You recommended that very same thing back then for advanced system care. And uh, I, it was free for a while, but I took your word and I thought, doggone it. Uh, it was good at the time. This is several years, many years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, and I, I started purchasing it. And then you said they went through some changes. But I feel like I'm really spoiled with this Mac. I don't have to do anything. Seems yeah, like. well, Mac is um, uh, was built on FreeBSD. And like Linux, and people want to know when I set them up with a dual boot with Windows and Linux so they can learn Linux, you know, what should I have for security? And I tell them right out, even though it is available, it's much more rare than for a Windows environment. And even though it's available, I personally believe that you hinder the Linux operating system from taking care of its own security. It's not necessary. It's a whole different platform um, from, a, from a Windows or a, or a DOS environment. It, it, no comparison. And I, I think as well, the operating systems more and more as, as the Internet and life in the clouds evolves, they're appears to be a true melding to where one day I don't think it'll matter what operating system you have. You'll be able to freely exchange data uh, with anybody, no matter what they have. We're heading in that direction for absolute certain. And so I think it's up. It's an interesting time, but we're still, you know, 40 years, the industry grand total has been actually public. That's not a long time for the amount of changes that have taken place. No, that's true. Absolutely, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's an everlasting, continuous evolution that's happening. So it's uh, interesting. But Mac, Linux, I think you're better off just uh, leave them babies alone and rock and roll. Depends <laughs> on what kind of user you are as well. That's true. In Mac environment, if you're an aggressive user and you're doing a lot of development and you've got many, many files opened up, you might want to take a look at, at an antivirus or an anti-malware package. But generally speaking, the firewalls that are built in the OSs today, uh, you are good to go. All right. Let's uh, go to uh, back to the phones. I think Tom and Shoreview has been waiting there. Tom, thank you for waiting. What's your question for Doug? Uh, yes, I was online today, and I was looking at some sites, and um, a page came up on my computer, and it locked it up. It says, your computer has been compromised. Call this number. And I so I... I couldn't get it off the screen, so I called the number and talked to a bunch of a guy there, and he asked me a bunch of questions, and I told him, and he he um, you didn't allow anyhow, him to connect to your computer, did you? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, first, let's 
first of all, let, let me let me say that this is this is more common than we think. Those of us out here in the real world who are honest, we trust people. What you saw was not on your computer. It came into your computer via your web browser, just like any other web page. And once it was there, it created a loop within the browser to permanently be in like a install extension mode. Had you called me instead of them, I would have said, turn your computer off completely. Restart it. Do not open that web browser. Use a different web browser. Download ADW Cleaner. Run it. It's a free program from Malwarebytes, and it'll take care of that in a shot. Um, if you want to give me a call next week, I'd be more than happy to take a quick peek at your computer. And my biggest advice here is that we really need to be a little bit suspicious today. And I tell people, be really cautious who you allow to take control remotely of your computer. It, mm -hmm. You really should know them. I use TeamViewer Quick Support, which puts the end user in complete control. And once we disconnect, nobody can connect to anybody else's computer. The, the end user has complete control. Well, the bad guys will put on a host mode, and it'll run in the background, and you can't even see it. And if you got that going on, I'm going to take that off and free of charge. This is um, this is more than just um, just making a quick buck. This is about keeping our internet clean, and we're all in this together. We're one great big happy family network at this point, and we are responsible for each other. So keep that in mind. But if you want to give me a call next week, feel free. And thank you so much for the call. All right, as we head to the break, here's Doug's phone number and uh, the website, too, is 651-552-9543, 651-552-9543, or uh, w, it's one word now, WCCOTech, T-E-C-H, WCCOTech.com. We'll give you that, too, before Doug uh, leaves us today. Barry, you're going to be next. Uh, stand by. We're going to take this break and be right back with more 64 degrees here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to Tech Talk here on 830 WCCO. Denny Long here with our friend Doug Swinhart. And we have callers. We have texters, uh, Doug. Uh, and we have a few minutes to go on the show. It's really been fun having uh, the chance to work with you again. I really like it a lot. Uh, let's see. who uh, Barry, we promised, in Woodbury would uh, be next on the show. Go ahead, Barry. Thank you for waiting. Hey, yeah, long-time listener, a great, uh, great show, Doug. I re really appreciate it. And, and timely question, uh, listening to your uh, explanation about the uh, uh, iCloud, storing things on iCloud, but uh, your last caller had that uh, security issue with uh, malware or whatever. I've got a MacBook, and I, I'm very careful on what I do on uh, the Internet, but is there anything I could do to upgrade security? Uh, I do all the upgrades on my MacBook, but uh, I'm just wondering about router or uh, I don't know. I'm not a tech guy, but uh, is there anything I should do to enhance? Because you hear about hacking and, and now doing uh, like banking on the uh, Internet, et cetera. Well, I, first of all, let me say that entering a credit card into a web browser, if your machine is up to date, and this, again, is much more critical in a Windows environment, but from the time that network packet leaves your computer 
and it connects to a secure link, it is actually safer to use on the internet than it is to hand it to somebody at a restaurant or a gas station or that kind of thing. It's this security thing has come a long, long way. On your Mac, I always tell people, listen, if you're looking for a magic pill that you have a hundred percent guarantee nothing can ever happen, it doesn't exist, it probably never will. What you have to do, in my opinion, as an end user, is say, okay, who do I trust? And yeah, we can go out and buy another package and work with another company, but I think you're going to be pretty decent with Apple. If you want to take a step forward on an Apple Mac environment, I would say you might want to check out what's known as the Tor browser. And the Mac environment for that would be called the Onion Network. And this is a, a, a free service offered by EFF, the Electronic Freedom Foundation, and users around the world contribute a minute portion of the bandwidth that they pay for, creating a virtual private tunnel or VPN. And some of the paid VPNs are very good as well. Personally, I think that it would behoove people if they're thinking about a virtual private network to check out a free one first. And your internet will run somewhat slower, not much. They've got this thing much better than it was even five years ago. But the Electronic Freedom Foundation and TOR, T-O-R, and then, of course, if you got a Mac, they'll push you over to the Onion Network. It's really slick. Have their own browser, and they'll show you what to do, and you really are invisible on the Internet. And don't think of the, as, a, as this being any part of the dark web. It is not. It's... Um, just uh, folks that want to give you access to things that you might not necessarily have. That your Mac, you are very secure. And working online, you are very secure. However, I do like the attitude of I'm very conscientious. I think we all need to be. If you're clicking on every email that comes in without a care, as to if there happens to be an attachment there, that's not good. You have to be aware. Just read and take your time and and don't be afraid. Be confident. Um, the good guys today, in my belief, we're winning. And thank you that's, so much for the call. Great question. That's, that's good. Uh, Tom in River Falls, I think, had a follow-up question. Uh, Tom, are you uh, still uh, on the line? Yes. Can you hear me? Sure. Yeah, just fine. Go ahead, please. Um, what I have a MacBook Pro 2011. What's the best way of uh, speeding that up? Oh, my good man. You have a sweetheart. Uh, yeah, the, the, the MacBook Pro 2011, if you happen to have a quad i5 or an i7, the best thing you could do with that baby would be to uh, put a solid-state drive in there and redo the operating system, even if you can't update it to a new version of OS X. These things fly with Linux, absolutely fly. I love working on these things. I take these MacBook Pros apart that are 10, 11, 12 years old, take them apart, and there's barely a, stuck, a speck of dust in them. The, the engineering and the thought process that went into uh, how these things are all going to go together and work is absolutely phenomenal. And by the way, the amount of money that they're bringing as used equipment today would make you fall off a chair. Seriously, people are, are, they know what this equipment is worth and what it's capable of. 
That's a beautiful machine you have. If you want me to work on that for you, please give me a call. At great that'd be, call. Thank you so much. That'd be, that'd be your pleasure. <laughs> oh, I like working on Max. I, I tell people up front, and I, you know, I charge a flat fee, but I tell them right up front, Max, I work a little bit slower. I take my time. Uh, they're a little bit more touchy. Can't over-tighten. Take your time. Get these things put together. And with the MacBook Pro line, uh, probably one of the biggest things that I would tell people to watch for would be the expanding battery. As these lithium batteries get older, they have a tendency of expanding. And I've seen a couple of MacBook Pros where they've actually expanded to the point when the laptop was closed that it actually broke the screen. And we don't want that to happen because that's it's, uh, replace the battery is much, much less money and easy to do. Most people can do it on their own, and it much less than replacing a whole display. Yeah, I'm, I like Mac equipment, always have. And thank you so much for the call. We just have about 60 seconds to go, Doug. I'm going to give uh, your information, if I may, and, uh, and ask you to join me again next week, if you would. Oh, thank you so much, Denny, and have a good week. 651, this is Doug's number now. 651-552-9543. Again, 651-552-9543. Or get on the web. Uh, it's all one word, WCCOTech, T-E-C-H dot com, WCCOTech dot com. Doug, we will uh, get you back on the horn again next week and answer some more questions. You have a good week, too, will you? Good week, All right, thanks very much. That's Doug Swinhart, 651-552-9543. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.